found a good resource. This, this trailer is going to start again. Oh, here it is. In case you are curious, I was just trying to remember all the ones, uh, all the live-action films based on cartoons, and I found that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't say anything yet. Okay. Sorry, Yogi Bear trailer. Okay. Well, I keep I I, I I closed this tab that had this Wikipedia page, and I was trying to get back to it. And every time I undid the, you know, open previous tab, it was like, "You mean this Yogi Bear trailer? I'll play it again." Looking over this list, um, so many of these films jump out as being bad, mm -hmm. um, and yet so many hold odd places in my heart. Um, the um, American Splendor being on here is a bit odd because that's like a real movie. Yeah, um, I didn't know that was based on a uh, a comic actually. Yeah, I knew, that guy just died recently. Really? Um, the guy who did that. Comic. I've never yeah. seen it. Um, but then stuff like Archie, down back again. Yeah. Um, I grew up with that movie because Adrian, my sister, was a huge Archie fan, and um, she owned it on VHS, and we would watch it like twice a week or something. That's what got me reading down the list uh, more carefully because you always talked about that being such a weird movie. Uh, that was around the time. See, she was a big Archie fan, and I was a big comic book fan, and that's around the time that Archie Archie vs. Punisher came out. Right. Um, which I really think now looking back, I think it was Archie meets Punisher. Uh, it was versus. The, I'm pretty sure. Well, okay. Well, all the characters in Marvel, in the the Mar he's Marvel, yeah, the Marvel universe to meet and or verse. He mm -hmm. was the worst. I think that they possibly could have paired him with. They, it was a pretty funny book, though. They like knew it was. A it joke. was. Well, they yeah they did it two different ways. They did the one way with um. Like him and Archie, like by the Archie, like um, uh, art guys, I guess it would be. Yeah. And then they did the other way with the Marvel guys. It's funny how like hardcore Archie looked in theirs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but I think in the Punisher one, all he did was like chaperone the Archie's dance or something stupid. Like I mean, that. he was after Archie because Archie was a would looked exactly like a known criminal. Or yes. Always leaving out the happens. fact that the Punisher typically murders his his quarries. <laughs> This happens to me in real life all the time. Right, I remember Thomas when... Thomas Jane shows up. <laughs> He's like, remember when I was Punisher? Not that other guy. No one remembers him. You're like, are you the Miss Thomas Jane or Punisher Thomas Jane? Because <laughs> I got something to tell you about your family. Are you Jonah Hex Screen Test Thomas Jane? Because or... <laughs> I was just goofy. Like, I comment on every one. <laughs> anyway. Um, well, Whiteout's on this list. We should probably quickly say uh, that we, yeah. we're talking... We're doing a critical hit about... Uh, Cartoon about live action movies based on cartoons and comic strips. And Ryan just sent me this list of um, it's pretty much an entire list. Uh, someone's thrown up on Wikipedia. It really, this is a really complete list. Looking at it. just the minutes is on here. Yeah. Of um, all these sort of uh, cartoon to film movies. Um, along these, hold on, let me see if my favorite one. You want my favorite one, or should I say? Uh, wait, Marmaduke is not on this list. But go ahead. Oh, yeah, that's true. Favorite. You're right. It's not. Well, that's Wikipedia Logan. You could be adding it right now. Making Wikipedia better, and yet you sit be, back. But it's Wikipedia. I could also be writing boobs all over the pages if I wanted to be. Yeah, either way, it's hilarious. And boobs. So just pick one and do it. Uh, what am I gonna? Oh yeah. So my favorite one on this list is Boris and Natasha the movie. Are you aware? Of I this? remember this. The live action one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dave Thomas as Boris, and Hot Lips Houlihan as uh, Natasha. Whatever her name is, Catherine something or other. And that was the part Dave Thomas was born to play. Hot Lips Houlihan. I agree. Oh. The, the Little Abner 59 film, I grew up with that as well. Did you really? I've it's never seen or read Little Abner. Man, it bored the crap out of me, but <laughs> had, all I remember from that is, like, Little Abner's uh, mom, I guess it is, is like, I have spoken! And, like, that was her thing she said over and over, and as little kids, we did that a lot. <laughs> okay. Um, Steel! Okay. Shaq and Steel, right? I'm, um, I mean, I, I'm ignoring the comic book-based ones, because I think that's sort no, of a no, different no, no. class. So I'm just 
looking over this list really yeah. fast. That's a movie that I tried to bring up. I was like, okay, remember in when uh, when he was Kazam and he was a genie? And they're like, no. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, do you remember when he was Steel? That was based on when Superman died and these other people came up and they were acting like they were Superman. There was this one guy who was black and he was made of steel and he was Steel Superman. They're like, that never happened to Logan. Like, <laughs> Shaq played him. I'm like, okay, that definitely did not happen. You, I mean, come on, Logan. You don't hang out with the right class of people who don't remember Steel. Come on. It's, it's true. Let's be fair. And yet Steel they know was, every Billy uh, Storm movie. That was like a Nick Cage type move because Shaq just loved Superman comics and wanted to be in a Superman related movie. And that's like you know Nicholas Cage is like, oh, I'll play Spider Man's grandpa, whatever you want, like yeah. as long as I'm, I'm, I'm Doctor Strange's buddy Phil. We're like that Man, wasn't a real character. Doctor Strange's buddy Phil. Speaking of um, of him doing that. Um, it's always, for the most part, like, Nicolas Cage is great at tricking me, right, Ryan? Like, I'll just be like, okay, this Nicolas Cage movie looks okay, I'll go see it. And then I see the movie, I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay, Nicolas Cage. Right, you got me. So far, I'm like, ugh, Nicolas Cage. Uh-huh. Um, that backfired on me when I finally saw Kick-Ass. Um, I was not expecting, I didn't see it in theaters, because I'm like, eh, pff, this doesn't look so hot. And I saw this, Ryan, that movie's awesome. Thank you, I was hoping you'd say that. Kick-Ass I, is amazing. I think they were calling, um, uh, like, Watchmen the first, uh, like... I don't know what the post something comic book movie. The, the first one where the comic books have reached that pinnacle, and now they're kind of they're falling down. Like they, it's the comic book movie that pretty much is so aware of comic book movies existing. Uh-huh. Um, and I think Kick Ass for me is the first one of this like postmodern comic book age now. Yeah, I can agree with that. But you know what the weak link of Kick Ass was? What was that? Nicholas Cage. <laughs> no, hold on. Weird ass choices in that movie. No, I, I um, didn't. I, didn't, I was. I, didn't dig it. I was surprised. Like that entire cast is, for me is like what carried because you know like a comic book movie itself isn't so great in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not my thing. But it, like as that movie went on more and more, I'm like, wow, this cast is really selling me on this movie. And like when it came out, I read a lot about that little girl, and she is great in it. Oh, too. she's fantastic. Most of the cast oh. is great. I'm just I saying, read... like maybe it's because I read the comic where it's like that's a real yeah. character in the comic, and Nicolas Cage is like maybe I'll just do a parody. Yeah, I had. Um, I had no right. I know obviously I know nothing at all about the comic. I was just mm. looking at it as a movie, um, but no, he sold me on it. And I was reading there was goofy stuff. Yeah, like his voice he decided to do, which was pretty much just Adam West's Batman, right? Um, and things like that. But it was awesome. Um, okay, but I guess the ones we should talk about are not ones like Dragon Ball Evolution, no, and the Generation X movie, which is another one that now I can prove to people it does exist. <laughs> oh man, Malcolm McDowell, awesome! I want to see that again. <laughs> um. No, we should talk about things like Alvin and the Chipmunks and Marmaduke and Underdog. Remember that one? Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. And see, that's okay. All this goes back to you and I were discussing Marmaduke. And I uh, had pointed out to someone, I'm like, yeah, you know, I hate those movies. And, like, I'm so glad Marmaduke disappeared really quick because it kind of means maybe they're done with, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, wait, Marmaduke came out? I'm like, yeah. yeah. And so that's that's kind of like the case here. Like, you know, I guess if they do get around to making out. Wait, hold on. Wasn't Jason Lee in Underdog as well? Uh-huh. He was the voice of Underdog. Wow. Oh, there you are. Um, okay. Once he finishes his album, The Chipmunks Trilogy, which I assume the third one's going to be a huge hit once again. Is he officially okay. in that? Um, I don't know if they're actually doing a third one. I assume they are because the second one was I've heard about it, yeah. the first one. Yeah. Um, but I think... I'm trying to think of the tipping point here. I remember when you, when you and I were in college, we went to see both Scooby-Doo movies. Sure. And for us, that wasn't the tipping point. I, I guess that was for the beginning of the whole mess. Um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, the beginning the of the modern age of, like, CG reimaginings of cartoon yeah, characters, I think. Right. Well, you know what the beginning was? Uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle, probably. Oh, yeah, which I did Piper see in theaters, and I remember thinking it was okay. Eh. Um, I was a little Logan at the time. Yeah. Uh, middle school, maybe. No, nah, high school Logan. That was last week. That was a time where, this was before De Niro did Meet the Parents, and I could not yes. believe he did that movie. That's right. I could I not about that. fathom it. 
Uh, anyway, it was I, I thought it was terrible, even at the time, to be frank. Um, but that is at least an instance where they got voice actors to do Rocky and Bullwinkle's voices, as is appropriate. I think, anyway, didn't they? Didn't they get, uh, let's see. I'm going to say yes on that. It I seems mean, like they spent their money on the cast. Now, were they CG in that movie? Yeah, yeah I believe so. Okay. Uh, I believe Back to no. June Foray was still working at the time. I know the um, voice of Bullwinkle, though, the original voice of Bullwinkle was already dead at the time, but let's just see. Yeah, June Foray played Rocky, played cartoon Natasha, as is appropriate. And, yeah, Keith Scott, is a, who's a voice actor, did Bullwinkle and the narrator. And everybody. Yeah, so that's the way to do it. And they could have done that with... Uh, the Yogi Bear movie that's coming out because Yogi has a fairly permanent voice-ish at the moment, I think. And um, they could have used uh, that instead of Dan Aykroyd. Why pay Dan Aykroyd oh, when he's not even doing a good Yogi Bear impression? Ryan, why pay Dan Aykroyd when he's supposed to be retired 17 years ago? Yeah, I know. That, I mean, that's just a bad move on his part to ever say he was going to be retired. You know, when um, I read that Amanda Bynes announced she was retiring on Twitter? <laughs> yeah, I know you I was like, oh, she's pulling a Dan Aykroyd on us. Right, clearly. And sure enough, she was. She's yeah. already back. Um, well, what about uh, Garfield? Lorenzo somebody, right? Am I right about that? How am I thinking of here? Yes, Lorenzo Music is, is in fact, uh, dead. The the voice of Garfield from the original cartoon, the 90s cartoon. Yeah, which was awesome. We came and from Rhoda as well, correct? Yeah. Uh, the doorman on Rhoda, yes. Yeah, but now we can't forget, because when I was little, I saw it. I was like, oh, Garfield's a doorman. Weird. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't forget the Garfield films when we're talking about this. Because um, uh, they, they belong up here. They're, they're that whole bad CG animal stuff with, I think it's Brick and Meyer in those movies, yes. with the, like, the slightly um, B actor uh, from TV trying to step in and playing the one human. Jennifer um, Love. And it, and Jennifer, yeah, right, right. Yeah. And it's pretty bad because it's, most of the time it's really always a phoned-in performance. Um, yeah. They're usually not even in – if they're in the same scene, like watch the trailer to the last Alvin the Chipmunks movie. You'll see exactly what I mean. He's yelling off screen at everything, and then they just cut to the Chipmunks. It, they can show up for like two days, I guess, and film all their stuff. Oh, yeah. And just I'm cut sure the easy. Chipmunks in, like in alternate shots later on. Yeah. Uh, um, and it's and the Chipmunks are for some reason being voiced by like Justin Long and all these people. Oh, like, that – I we forgot. Can't, you can't even tell it's them. They're not even exactly. – they're not even selling – the movie on their names because you never see their names attached to it so why not just hire voice I mean maybe I have a weird perception of it maybe voice actors are actually more expensive than getting Justin Long because they do so much but I can't imagine that's the case no that's not the case voice actors are sitting around wanting money I think I gave a dime to one coming in here (laughs) it's true Um, you did like a little voice for you it's the same thing now. You know, we have uh, Dan Aykroyd, of course, but then Justin Timberlake, what's he doing in this movie? Although, I don't know if they treated his voice, but that's a pretty good boo-boo. Let's be fair. I, I'm going to say they treated his voice. I, I mean, if they do have Alan and Chipmunks, why not Justin Timberlake? That's, that was, uh, I have a shirt that says that. But, um, <laughs> but yeah. But, now we should mention, uh, you know, the internet has caught on to this already, but I, I'd like to think I was talking about it beforehand, that, uh, that Lorenzo Music, voice of Garfield, did... Peter Venkman on the real Ghostbusters cartoon. And now, Bill Murray, who played Peter Venkman originally, is doing the voice of Garfield, which I think is a fun little dichotomy for you. Wait, wait, wait. When, when did Dave Coulier come in here, then? Dave Coulier, what about Dave Coulier? He was, uh... He was, uh... Which one was he? Dave Coulier was Venkman after Lorenzo Music. That's right. There we go. Okay, because I remember he's Venkman. Because I, I was recently watching Full House, and he did a really good Bill Murray impression. And I was yeah. like, wait a minute. And then I had to connect it to see. Yeah, you are right. Let me just double check that I'm right about that. But I'm pretty sure that there was a second, there was a first wave of Ghostbuster voices, and then real voice actors came in. So like, there was, uh, it started out with Arsenio Hall, and Dave Coulier were both in it. Arsenio Hall was Winston, and then after that, they, after like a couple seasons or maybe only one season, they, uh, they all like the famous people quit, and they got voice actors to come in. 
You know, I like Ernie Hudson, but I wouldn't so much mind Arsenio Hall being Winston in the new movie. I don't know if that's a bad thing or not, but... It's true. That'd be kind of cool. Um, yeah. Now, I guess, I, I think we've hit on the highlights here of all these films, Ryan. Okay. Um, you know, if you want to take this back even further, um, I'm looking on this list again, I see Casper. Um, and I still, mm-hmm. Casper holds a special place in my heart, I guess, for the cast. Uh, amazing casting of uh, Bill Pullman, Christina Ricci, and of course, Devin Sawa as the human Casper. That's right, I forgot about that at the end. Which I'm sure he's still waiting by the phone to do another Casper film. Devin Sawa, um, at this like, point, Jasper, he is. Fuck off. He's like, I'll do Casper 4 and Idle Hands 2. It could be like, <laughs> there's two hands, because you know how people have two hands? Oh, <laughs> God. My hands really need to work. That was me in, in Hurt Locker, I swear. <laughs> I have Oscars. Oh, I, I grew up to be someone else with a different name. <laughs> um, I, I like that you remember, though, that they'd be on Casper 4 now. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, after Casper's spirit began with the Gutenator. <laughs> oh, the Gutenator. Oh, now, okay, well, I'm going to try and get back on track here. No, why uh, Long story short, in, in case you can't tell, we hate these films. And for um, the most part. I mean, let's be fair. Scooby-Doo was good. Because it was, first of all, it was just a pretty good script. It was like a pretty you know, entertaining movie for a kid's movie. And uh, yeah, well, I mean, it, it was also self-referential of, of the fact exactly that it was, right. you know, of the, the flaws of the original series. So if you grew up with the original series, like the film worked for you too for that. I well, if you were a kid, you were, you were just excited to see, of course, the CG animals could be doing. Mr. Bean running around as well. Mr. Um, Bean? Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was good casting, that movie as well, actually. I, it's rare that I ever say, like, Freddie Prinze Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar were ever appropriately cast in a film. But it's true, Matthew Lillard, of course, can show up in any movie he wants to, and I'm okay if it... Right. Um, but no, I, it's, you know, the, the thing about that movie, though, Ryan, is we're talking about the voices here. Um, and it's disappointing that Frank Welker showed up as, like, creatures, etc., in that movie. Right. Um, but that was about it. Like, right. if you have Frank Welker, why not use him? Yeah, I mean, it's frustrating. Although, to be fair... Um, Frank Welker wasn't really doing Scooby's voice at the time, although now he's pretty much taken over as the official Scooby-Doo. He was always Fred on the series. He always voiced Fred. And there's been no version of Fred, even, well, I could be overstepping my bounds, but the last time I checked, no version of Fred from Scooby-Doo, even in, like, when he shows up on parodies, like when uh, the Scooby-Doo game was on Johnny Bravo, or that kind of thing, or, or on Robot Chicken, you know, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. that he hasn't voiced Fred, except for, um, for some strange reason, uh, a pup called Scooby-Doo. Pup named right. which is a great show, by the way. And uh, he did voices on it, I think, but never Fred, which is weird. Since I'm like a kid, I guess. Yeah. I remember you telling me that when we were roommates. And first of all, that's something that... <laughs> that's the kind of thing I'm like, hi, I'm Ryan. That's first thing I want to tell you is... Yeah. Like, I'll walk in from a long day at work, and I'm like, boy, that sucked. And you're like, hey, Logan, did you know Frank Welker did the following voices but four weird, hours later? But um, no, Casey Kasem and Don Messick did Young, Scooby, Young Shaggy and Scooby, and they totally pitched their voices. So I don't know why they couldn't. Anyway. Sense. That's, that's, that's totally weird. Yeah, okay. Well, okay, so this whole thing pisses us off. Let me turn this around on you for a second, okay, Ryan? Oh, turn now, it around on me. Is it the CG that's making us mad? Because um, you and I both loved, and I think we're still the only people, uh, Looney Tunes back in action. Oh, yes. Um, now, this is a film that um, it was based on traditional hand-drawn stuff, but it's actually CG, but it was designed to look like cartoony, and that was fine with us. Sure. Um, both of us did not like Space Jam. Uh, but neither did Joe Dante, and that's pretty much made obvious in Looney Tunes Back in Action. I like Space Jam when it came out, but now I recognize its flaws. Yeah, it's one of those things you look at, oh, is the Starship calling you? Sorry, I just, I'm just i disarming a bomb as we talk. I hope that's okay. Oh, that, that's fine. Cut the red wire. Okay. Let's get off it. Um, so, would that help? Would that would that make you go see Alvin the Chipmunks or uh, the Underdog? No, I don't think it's a CG, and I'm, I'm totally open to these movies. It's not like I automatically hate them, although I've 
becoming used to hating them. But um, it's that they they are exploitive of these original cartoons without attempting to, um, you know, live up to any of what was good about the original cartoons. It's mostly yeah. just like we're gonna take you know these things that you used to like, and we're gonna apply for some reason mid '90s rapper sensibility, not even like modern gangster rap sensibility, but like you know Hip-hop Fresh dancing. Prince sensibility. Yes. To them, for which no sounds like a good thing, but which immediately I'm into. No, but and then and you know try to package it back to you uh, with none of the, the what made the original uh, originals good. They must be making a million dollars, of course. I don't know why, but uh, otherwise they wouldn't do it. But yeah, I'm immediately turned off by that. But then you look at something like uh, like and this is going a little bit outside of what we're talking about, but Speed Racer, which is also on that list, which. I think did a pretty good job. It was wall-to-wall CG, and it got the sort of like crazy intense melodrama that I liked from Speed Racer. Not being a huge Speed Racer fan, but being a casual fan. So, I mean, that lived up, lived up to what I think was good about it, and I enjoyed it. I also liked uh, the old Flintstones movie and Dick Tracy. So, um, Well, two, yeah, I'll have to remember those. Two things based on what you said here. One, uh, I think exploiting is the right word, and mm-hmm. what instantly jumps to mind is the upcoming Smurfs film. Oh, that looks um, just... You see the trailer oh. for that. That is going... That's like, I doubt they put any effort at all into this movie. It's based solely on the fact that they know they'll make a lot of money bring the Smurfs back. And I don't um, even understand it, why. Like, is terrible. it because parents will feel more comfortable taking their kids? Like, because kids don't know Smurfs. Yeah. It's too old. Ah, oh, man. No, I, they're getting... They want the Stone Generation extras to come in. That's about it. Um... The, the pretty much the cast of Reality Bites, Ryan, is who they're aiming for here. Okay. And then uh, second, you mentioned Speed Racer, uh-huh. um, and I never saw Speed Racer. However, this brings to mind: Do you think with a uh, different set of writers and directors, maybe these movies could be in better hands? Because uh, Speed Racer was uh, the the V for Vendetta, Matrix guys, mm-hmm. um, or guy, I guess I should say. I'm not sure where the other one stands now. Um, and so, do you think that could be the case? That I like mean, both Wachowskis were on it, yeah. Um. Is that it then? Do we need actually just people who are actually interested in and want to invest time in these characters to do these movies? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, there's nothing wrong with fans, yeah like us. I don't have anything against reviving the characters automatically. I think that you just need to. I mean, it's, it's not even. A, I mean, being a fan of the original would certainly help, but just having some loose semblance of an idea of what That's made it good, and then yeah. you know, and then how a movie works uh, would be would be helpful. Of course, I'm speaking from like a position of the angry fan. I mean, obviously they figured out the formula. It's just you don't really have to do anything. You still make money. So from a business perspective, they're doing it exactly correctly. But I mean, they could be pleasing. Everyone, and I think that you know these movies will last longer if the more care was spent into making them better because they're supposed to be franchises. That's the idea. I mean, Marmaduke will not have a Marmaduke two. I can guarantee it. But if they maybe spend a little more time on, although they're still really, Marmaduke's a pretty shallow well. But still, yes, point being, you could maybe wring more out of it if you actually spent the extra ten percent of effort to make it good. I don't know. Oh man, I'm seeing Fat Albert as well. Oh, yeah. um, you know, I, I think around the time they get to, to making the, the Family Circus film mm-hmm. is when it'll all be over for me. I'm like, well, that does it right there. It's just all, like, it's all, um, you know, Ang Lee does it, so he wants to make it just like the comic strip. <laughs> so yeah. the, the, it's just all circles. Like, it's, you see, only see it in, like, giant circular vignettes. And at the end, it, like, turns the page and it becomes another comic strip movie. Right, it's the back of yeah, a Garfield like, right. you kind of see through the film. Um. Uh, what about uh, okay? You Flintstones. Uh, we talked about, and you know, all this was before like the CG thing, which is not necessarily driving us crazy, but that's kind of like uh, the the most of it here, I guess. What did you think um, of the Flintstones? I mean, I haven't seen it forever, but at the time, I liked it. I'm with you, and it's actually sitting on my Netflix. Um, it's unrated, but as a kid, it was probably like a seven from me. 
Um, but I'll need to check it out again. If it's good enough, I'll, I'll sit through the sequel, too, with one of the Baldwin brothers, I think. That was one of those ones where it seemed like they were being pretty self-referential with it. They yeah. were, you know, they they were both telling this, embracing what was good about it and also making fun of it at the same time, which I always think is good. And, you know, the Flintstones is something that I'd want to see a live action version of for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like, that sounds cool to me, because enough of it was based in this reality of, yeah, there are real people running around. But then, something the Flintstones movie did great was it didn't use a lot of CG. It used, that's back when, right, in the 90s, when they were still using puppets for stuff. Right. Which is unheard of now. Um, but, you know, I, I just remembered that they also made a Dudley Do-Right movie. That's right. Which means that they've now exploited most of the original Rocky and Bullwinkle show. Which I, I haven't... what's left. Uh, Fractured Fairy Tales should be a movie. Yeah, that would that be a pretty be. good movie. I'm sure you're going to make a Peabody movie soon. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh... Uh, they also made George of the Jungle, which I actually liked a lot too. I did actually. I liked. The, I thought the sequel was okay too. Mm-hmm. And it's weird that uh, looking at the sequel now, when um, it was, I th- I think it was straight to VHS at the time, uh, but Thomas Hayden Church still shows up in it, um, and I guess he he was tricked into that somehow. Like Brendan <laughs> Fraser isn't even in it, but I'm the, I, you know that was the beginning of Thomas Hayden Church actually getting good parts. Yeah, uh, George we of the Jungle quite, too. That was the yeah. <laughs> we weren't we weren't up to like sideways yet, but he was doing good enough in Hollywood, and he was no longer what Lyle, I guess he was from Wings. Uh, Lowell, yeah. Lowell, there we go. Was after uh, his uh, appearance in Monkey Bone, I believe, also with Brendan Fraser. Yes, yeah, right, yeah. right. Um, oh yeah, and the Popeye film, Ryan, considered one of the worst uh, movie musicals oh, yeah. ever made by Robert Altman as well. I saw that a long time ago. I just remember being very bored. Yes, as a kid, I was super... And, you know, if you Popeye to me was awesome. No, wait, I guess it's a matter of time before we get a CG Popeye movie as well. You know, if they did a CG Popeye, mo- Popeye movie where the whole thing was CG, I wouldn't mind. Like, you know, just like an animated movie. It'd be... Th- and Frank Welker, I believe, is doing Popeye these days, so that would work out. But the point is... That's not the point, but... Um, I totally lost my train of thought. I was going to ask an insightful question. I forget what it was. Oh, what were we talking Popeye. about before Popeye? All out the window. Uh, Thomas Hayne Church. Oh, yeah. Who is George of the Jungle and George of the Jungle 2? <laughs> Hey. hey, I'm sorry I asked. It's not. <coughs> oh. Ryan said the trigger word, causing Logan's hypnotic <laughs> yeah, got... choking to begin. You okay? <coughs> Wait, one more. Oh. If you died in this podcast, would you want me to air it? Yes. Hello. <laughs> the ratings would be through the roof. Just like Friday the Third or Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> he died talking about something I still don't care about. <laughs> he died answering. I'll never know who was in George of the Jungle too. <laughs> You can just look it up, I Ryan. No, I never will! I have no clue who that guy was. However, that reminds me of an awesome story that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. I'm looking it up. Um, one time I was choked story. during a podcast we were doing. Uh-huh. Um, George, uh, Brandon Fraser, uh, the reason he did not do George of the Jungle 2 was... There's a reason? Uh, yeah, well, not just for George of the Jungle 2. There's actually a reason why he's never done a shirtless scene since George of the Jungle. Mm-hmm. Now, you had George of the Jungle, Brandon Fraser running around only a loincloth, right, Ryan? Yeah. One of the reasons that movie probably did so well was because all the soccer moms took their kids were like, ooh la la. Right, um, this is after Encino Man, where he pretty much did the same thing in Encino Man, okay? Mm-hmm. Then after that, why did he suddenly become, yeah, he's still the big action hero and everything, but he never took his shirt off. What was the deal? Oh, a conspiracy, no doubt. Apparently, Disney, to keep the squeaky clean George the Jungle image, um, made him shave his entire body. Um, he said, the quote was, like, it's funny, it's like, everything but my eyebrows and hair. Um, and I guess the other stuff, too, was in case something peeked out from the loincloth. Who knows? What? Um, and so uh, he said after that, it, he, like, chafed, and it was terrible, and he, uh, he broke out in rashes and stuff. And so he said he'd never um, do another shirtless scene again after they made him shave. And I guess, like, you know, uh, I guess that was brought up at some point. I don't know. But the funny thing is, in Monkey Bone, there's a sex scene where he keeps his shirt on. And I always thought that was kind of weird. <laughs> wow, that is so weird. 
Yep, so there you go. There's way more about Brendan Fraser than you'd ever want to know. But I feel like there, you could get away with uh, doing a shirtless scene without shaving his chest, and he just doesn't want to hear about it. Like, they're like, well, maybe in this scene you can take it. He's like, no! <laughs> he just has I imagine Brendan Fraser to be like Chuck Norris. He's all man, Ryan. Oh, I, we all know There's that. nothing but like a, a valley of fur down there. Oh, oh, that was too much. I'm faxing you over a picture. Oh, why? well, he's actually pretty. Um, <laughs> by the way, Christopher Showerman who is an absolute no one, uh, was in George of the Jungle, too. Oh. Has he done anything else? Well, he's in the upcoming movie Shallowween, which I think will be pretty cool. <laughs> uh, Beach um, Bar, anyway, the movie. Ryan, if you, if you free up some time, watch both George of the Jungle movies, because the second one's good. And they actually point out that it's not Brendan Fraser in the movie, too. Because if you remember the narrator, who was some famous voice actor as well, now I think about it, uh, was always saying these like goofy things in both movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a funny joke about that. Oh, Keith Scott, anyway. same narrator from Rocky and Mullinger. There we go. Okay, that that yeah. There we go. Okay, so there's your rock and bowling connection. Connection. Anyway, Ryan, it pisses me off. That's all I have to say about the whole thing. All right. Uh, so what else haven't we talked about? Yeah. So Cat in the Hat. How about that one? I didn't actually nope. see that. Michael Myers. No, Michael Myers. Mike Myers. Ryan. Right. No, Jamie Lee Curtis was always really stalked by him. No, I'm hey. just talking about Michael Myers. <laughs> oh. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I had to make some that calls. Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh man. <laughs> Christopher Guest, I hear. Uh, yeah, she's Lady, Lady, Dame, Dame, Lady Curtis, Lady <laughs> Dame, Dame Curtis. Dame. Also, um, uh, what else haven't we discussed? Um, yeah, so obviously the Garfield movie. So we ever gotten a straight answer from uh, Bill Murray as to why he did Garfield too? We all, we've all now read the story about Garfield or him thinking Joel Cohen wrote the first one, but. <laughs> Just hilarious. I'm sorry. Hearing someone actually, uh, reading it was one thing, but hearing someone actually talk about it is hilarious. Because like, wait, seriously, what a nerd. I mean, come uh-huh. on. Uh, that's just. But the funny thing is that there's so much like detail to that story. That's the obvious thing that's goofy. But then you get to the point where you're like, well, he didn't even read the script. He just saw the name of the frame. He's like, I'll do that movie. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like what ruined Chevy's career. And apparently, Bill Murray does the same thing. He just gets really lucky with his parts. Who knows? I guess he's. Uh, but he... Except for Garfield. But he's Bill Murray. He's allowed to get away with stuff like that. The other day I read some online someone actually mentioning that Bill Murray plays the same sad guy in every movie now, which I'm glad to glad someone well, else has caught on to. Seven years later, people yeah finally come over to our side. I think. Anyway, um, now I, I don't know if you want to you know group comic book movies in here or not. Uh, They're kind of their own thing, but what did you have to yeah, say true. about it? Well, no, no, no. I was just you know um, I was really just kind of looking over the list. The ones on this list that were comic book movies. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you mentioned Dick Tracy as well. And I thought Dick Tracy worked well because uh, may actually realized that the comic look was what, you know, kind of made that so awesome. Mm-hmm. And he did that. Plus, he looked enough like Dick Tracy for it to work for me. Yeah, I was Dick Tracy that Halloween. That's how into it I was. Did you hear about, the, like, how that whole thing turned out? Hmm. Um, apparently, he got sued by the, uh, the estate of the guy who created Dick Tracy. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Well, yeah, because they're like, hold on, you said that you would make two movies before, like, 2010 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so, like, in 2009, they sued him, and he's like, oh, no, no, I'm making that movie right now. <laughs> in his garage. Oh, that's really what he said. <laughs> yeah, he said he was making it, and nothing has happened with that. Um, that's all really funny. In his garage, in a hobo's van. I like that. how they didn't wait to sue yeah, him until 2010. They got right up to the point. It was, and like, then, it was, like, it was they 2009, I think year. they sued yeah, They yeah, couldn't have waited the other year and, like, eh, oh, whatever. <laughs> And won the lawsuit right away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just won the lawsuit without giving well, him a chance know, to. They're probably like, I really want to see a Dick Tracy movie. So, um, who doesn't? He should make another one. Oh, he should make a movie. Period. Yeah, seriously. When was the last movie he made? Anyway, that's Warren Beatty cast, which is our separate podcast. Um, but yeah, I liked the first one a lot, um, and uh, I thought that the the 
sort of like crazy noir style was uh, pretty damn awesome. That's another sort of like, and Dick Tracy was sort of that dark, so it wasn't so much an update, but it is sort of like a modern update of a, of a comic strip that totally worked. Well, uh, the recent ones that worked, um, let me think here. Uh, I have to say, I guess, recent, uh, this is 95, but I have to say Casper worked for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we mentioned both Scooby-Doo movies. Um, wow. That might be about it, Ryan. Uh, that's both. None of those movies were the height of entertainment. Like they were all probably sixes at the most from me. Yeah. Except for maybe Scooby Doo. I mean, except for maybe Casper. You know, there was. Now I'm thinking about Dan Croy showed up in that as well. Oh yeah, and that weird cameo with the with the goatee. Yeah. Right, which, no, 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 no. He was a Ghostbuster. Remember? Yeah, but he had a goatee. Oh yeah, that was a bit odd. Remember? And I was. I like, just. That's odd. I just. And Eric Idle was in it. That was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, that was odd. That weird priest guy from SNL was in it. Oh yeah, man! What kind of yeah. weird movie was that? Now that I think about it, as a kid, I even like recognized those cameos and how funny they were, and how like um, how little you see things like that. Yeah, uh, but that was pretty cool. That was when Christina Ricci could do no wrong. I guess you can kind of count Adam's Family on this list. Yeah, you know, I recently watched those, and both those are good. That was Barry Sonnenfeld, and he has this great um, visual style. Everything's like a lot of straight lines, and he served Adam's Family really well with that sort of style. Yeah. Um, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja, 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 Ninja Turtles, uh-huh. when we were little, um, I remember liking all three of those, except for the third one, which even as little look, I was like, the hell? <laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't as good. You know, there was another CG thing, too, because then they just, I, I wouldn't call it a remake, but they tried to bring that back recently of TMNT. I liked that movie. Um, I never saw it. I liked it a uh, lot, actually. I was, I was I re- totally into the idea of more of those. Uh, you know, Transformers could probably fall on this list, too. Yeah, because it's up there with Smurfs and, uh, like, Alvin Chipmunks. It's another one of those cartoons when we were growing up that's now just been turned into the same thing of all CG. It is weird that Transformers became like a super serious action movie. I don't know if that's weird to anyone else. G.I. Joe as well, which just, you know, deploy the sharks. I mean, that's all you need. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I, you know, I'd forgotten G.I. Joe. Uh, what else? These are all the, what, Hasbro movies, right? Well, coming up, we have... Well, I don't know if this is still happening, but there was definitely a rumor that Marvin the Martian was happening with Mike Myers voicing Marvin, mm-hmm. which I posted on the site that I was outraged about and, and still am. Because, I mean, well, you know, just... Why why Mike Myers? Get the guy who voices Marvin the Martian. Joe Alaska. Well, don't worry about it, Ryan, because you know how now it takes Mike Myers seven years to make a movie. Yeah, he'll go it's, off it's, and... It's a character he'd been developing Research for it. His father yeah. will die again. Everything uh-huh. will be... Well, it pisses us off. That's my critical hit of the whole thing. Yep. Make it good, somebody. <sighs> that somebody could be you if you win this week's contest. Well, we'll hopefully Ryan, see. Nope. We'll, <laughs> we'll hopefully see a good one next week, Logan. Being that Scott Pilgrim was a comic. You know, it's a great uh, plug for next week mm-hmm. because I am actually, you know, I was I was kind of excited about Scott Pilgrim because we had um, Edgar Wright behind it, right? Right. Um, and I, if anyone can actually take Michael Sir and make him do good in the same part he's been playing over and over again, I could see Edgar Wright doing that. Oh, absolutely. Um, then the trailers came out, I got a little more excited. But now I've seen Kick-Ass Ryan, like, I'm re-energized now for the good comic book movie. Yeah. So right. I have super high hopes in Scott Pilgrim. Um, plus, as of so far, Edgar Wright has done no wrong. Um, <laughs> Ironically. I guess, yeah, I guess this is his uh, uh, first something he's written based on something else, I guess, yeah. Yeah, he wrote the adaptation, right? Right, okay. he did. Um, so, but it, anyway, it looks awesome. Yeah, totally. I think it's going to be great, and if it isn't, I will cry. That's how that's going to go down. I will cry because you're crying. You know how that works. You start right. crying. It's sympathetic like, crying. Yo, I, yo. Before we close this out, Logan, um, I want to know what 
cartoon or comic strip you would like to see translated into a film that hasn't been done yet uh, that you think would actually be good? You know, I can't... Uh, to be honest, like none spring to mind that would be good, but you're asking the wrong person because I'm kind of the person that likes these things suck the way, the way the way they are. It's kind of you know it's kind of like the Harry Potter people in a way that are so serious about the books. They're like, well, you know, in a way, I, I don't want to see anything. I just want to read the book and let that be it. Sure. But I'm, I'm gonna pay to see the movie anyway, and that's how these studios work. Obviously, that's how um, I guess the Smurfs plans are working. Uh, so nothing springs to mind. I can tell you like some comics, uh, comic strips I really like, uh-huh. but I, I don't want to see any of those as live action movies with CG. You don't want to see the Opus CG movie? See, well, that's the and it's oddly enough he was uh, I, I have no clue how to say his name still, but the guy behind Bloom County, Berkeley Brothers or whatever, Outland, yeah, um, actually made several jokes about that before. He in the back of uh, like two or three of the original Bloom County books, he says um, Bloom County is um, soon to be a uh, a uh, live action film starring uh, someone as Steve Dallas and Arnold Schwarzenegger's Opus. <laughs> Um, and I always thought that was pretty funny. So I, I don't know. I, I can't see that happening. Um, but at the same time, I can. They can easily cast Jason Lee as Steve Dallas and make a CG Opus penguin running around, you know? Yeah, and it'd totally. probably be a huge hit. And I'm sure they'd, there'd be some rapping in there as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, they would do that uh, band they were in. What was that band they were in? Oh, man. Uh, Billy and the Boingers? Yeah. I like how it gets an instant laugh, but I just remember it. Uh. Um, I'm currently going through that entire series because it's being released as, as finally for the complete, you know, the complete set. I need to. Oh, uh, several I've read to before. Uh, but you know, he, uh, while we're talking about that, he one of his kids' book is about to come out. I think at Christmas, uh, Mars Needs Moms. Mm-hmm. Um, John Cusack is a voice. It's all CG. DreamWorks is doing it uh, 3D. I'm sure. Wait, his kids' book is being ad- adapted. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, oh, okay. I think it's coming out at Christmas. I know there's probably already a trailer online for it. I was reading that someone was really excited about it the other day. Um, so that could be a huge hit. That sounds but good, no, but it I, ruins my uh, my movie I've been working on called Mars Needs Cheerleaders. It's uh, kind of ruining the, the Have we not there. made that movie yet? I we feel like should that's have, yeah. It's pretty vampires. We'll do a great double feature there. Okay. Um, so any uh, any comic strip movies slash cart- old cartoons or anything like that you want to see translate to the screen, Ryan? I would like to see a really uh, sort of like Where the Wild Things Are style version of Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah, you know that um that screams like where the wild. I mean that screams uh, that Spike Jones right there. Yeah. Um, I don't want to see him doing it. In fact, I don't want Spike Spike Jones doing much of anything. Um, but I, I think it needs that sort of style. Not quite Wes Anderson, but um like aware of itself. But at the same time, I don't know. I want it to be somewhat campy too. Yeah, don't make it a family movie. You know, like to, like consciously don't do that. But yeah, Wes Anderson might be the right kind of touchstone where it's sort of like heartfelt, but also super quirky and weird and not. Family friendly. What we need, we need the Hesses to come in, the Napoleon Dynamite. Uh, Maybe. People. Yeah, I can see it. Um, I think they could have the right like family twist to that, but at the same time make it you know just a notch over. Um, but you know that's a good one though. I didn't think Calvin Hobbes is okay in my book for that to happen. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sure someone right now is making the Far Side movie, uh, which is, I guess is just a series of skits. Um, I don't know what that'd be exactly. It's actually the whole movie is a day is a day uh, 365 day calendar. They just pull <laughs> off. Someone turns up the age yeah. every minute. Right. That's why the dinosaurs became extinct. They're smoking. <laughs> Gifted. He's pushing the door instead of pulling it. <laughs> well, it's weird that we remember so many far sides. <laughs> I just went through an entire... My mom is uh, getting rid of my old desk that used to be in my room. So she gave me, when I was home this weekend, an, an entire box of stuff that was in that desk to like see if I wanted to throw it away. And most, 90% of that drawer was filled with far side cartoons. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Um, the, the complete far side's also out now, by the way. I know. I should um, get them. You know what I want to see, Ryan, is um, uh, R. Crumb's Mr. Natural, the movie. Oh, my. The CG Mr. Natural running around. Several people CG trucking. Um, let's see. What else? Wait, what's that? What was the uh, the X-rated uh, cat movie? That well, you think of Fritz Crumb? the Cat. Yeah, yeah. Let's a, do that. Let's get Jason a- Lee and a CG cat. As <laughs> Fritz the cat. You know, that reminds me. Felix the Cat is waiting to be exploited. He's in the wings right now. Yeah. Like, that's only a matter of time before that happens. That would be um, cool. If they did it, like, really stylistic, you know, like, if they did the yes. whole thing in, like, black and white, sort of, like, Beetlejuice. We need, yes, we need, like, a uh, 80s Tim Burton or 80s Robert Zemeckis to make that movie for us. Is um, Michelle Gondry our 80s Tim, Tim Burton? Do what? Is Michelle Gondry our 80s Tim Burton? I have no clue who that is. You know Michelle Gondry. Uh, be Kind, Rewind, and... Uh, Overlast. Uh, oh, yeah, I know who you're talking dude. about. I don't I couldn't stand Be Kind, Rewind. So. All right, all right. Um, I, I can kind of see that. Um, yes, and we need a, a Schumann, the human movie. Okay. Um, I don't even know that one. other R-Crumb characters. R-Crumb stuff? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, it's, that's all I have to say about it. I, you know, it's one of those things where tomorrow I'll think of one that really actually needs to be made. I'm going to do uh, some live-action movies based on, uh, you know, those old political cartoons from, like, the 20s. I'm going to do, like, Boss Nass, the live-action movie. And yes. That kind of stuff, the, the teapot scandal, whatever. I'll do all those. <laughs> you mentioned that. See, now you said someone's going to start making the really boring ones, like the judge, whatever his name is, one. <laughs> judge uh, Parker? <laughs> judge Parker. Yeah, oh, let's God. do the Mary Worth animated movie. There we are. Someone will do, like, the Prince Valiant. Yes. Which I'm actually probably has already been done. Well, they did the right. Phantom. It's the same concept. Yeah, there you go. Um, those that sound like they'd be exciting. Then, when you, as a little kid, when you try to read them, there's nothing like happening, and then you're like, "Oh wow!" It's like two seconds, and like you have to wait till next Sunday to hear the rest of it. It's terrible. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that's that. Okay. Well, visit us at criticalend.com, no dash, or with a dash. It's up to you. And uh, other than that, I think that's it. So uh, we'll see you next week for Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim, woo! Buy my ticket right now. One for Scott Pilgrim, please. Brian, I believe you owe me some change. (laughs) Obama owes you change, Logan. (laughs) Not me. Music by Kevin McLeod.